Watch out for the hole. What hole? Watch out for the portable hole. Rock out to the portable hole. Watch out for the portable hole. Rock out to the portable hole. Welcome to the Portable Hole Podcast. I'm Ryan George, and I'm here with uh, Justin. He is back in studio, and of course, Cynic is out this week. So you guys uh, missed each other for a second straight week. But uh, Justin, you you had an interesting week off. I saw that you were busking, and uh, you also also some reckless driving. So why don't you why don't you <laughs> tell me about that? Um. Oh, all right. So we'll start start with the busking. I've never been much of a busker, um, yeah. but I was with my friend down in Key West. He was like, "Let's go busk. I have a license." So uh, we went and um, wait. You need a license to busk. You need a license to busk, and, and in fact, really? you need a license to busk in a lot of places. Yeah, legal. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we're there. We're busking. Yeah, it went well. Um, I learned a little bit about it. Like, really, you need a shill to come up to you and make requests, right? Because it's it's tough. Like, there's people and they sing along and they walk, and some people give you money, but things didn't open up until some guy. Um, where was he from? He might be from Argentina. Like came up to me and was like, can you guys play Sweet Home Alabama? And I was like, sure we can. And then it sort of uplifted the whole thing. And it was fun because, you know, you know tourists and for, you know, foreigners appreciate that. So it, yeah. it was fun. Um, but but uh, code enforcement came up to us. The guy was really nice uh, for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. First off, we were using uh, – uh, uh, amplification, which we're not supposed to do. And my oh, wow. buddy didn't know that. So he's like, you're not oh, allowed okay. to do that. And he's also said, it wasn't both of you. It was just, you know, but with both of you busking and my friend Bill was like, nope, just me because he's the one with the license. Other thing we didn't know. Oh, both, wow. Okay. Both people have to have licenses. And we think that it was another busker who, uh, who called code <laughs> enforcement on us. <laughs> wow. That's, the guy so sort did, of implied what? that, although there's no way he would know, but that's, he said yeah. a lot of times other buskers will will uh, will call us <laughs> if you're muscling in on their territory. Wow, no, it's pretty funny. If they had caught, if they caught you while you were in the middle of playing, could you have gotten in trouble or fined or anything? I don't know. Probably just okay. given a warning <laughs> and just saying, yeah, eh, wow. maybe my buddy could have, uh, maybe they would have fined him. He's the one with the license. I don't know. I don't know how much they really yeah. care, but maybe they care a little bit. All right. By the way, I was down in yeah. I, I was down in Key West. By the way, okay. So that's where yeah. this was taking place, which is a very cool area. Have you been down there? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's worth going. Um, yeah. So uh, we rented some scooters, some mopeds, and the one that we rented was way, way more powerful than I was used to. And it had a different braking mechanism. The guy was like, don't use the right brake and, you know, only use them together mm-hmm. and left brake. It was, it was a little confusing. So yeah. um, I was making a turn and I thought I was used to it. And I thought, oh, I, I, this feels good. I'm, I'm used to it. And I wasn't. And, the, and it just gave so much more power. And it was just very awkward, yeah. the, uh, the controls for it. And um, basically, I just lost control and smashed into a car. And um, my girlfriend was like, I have no idea how you still have a knee after that. And I, wow, and I was like, you know what? Bad. It just looks like 
you know, you know, after a Muay Thai training session, that's all it is. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked pretty bruised up, but not. You know, yeah, not it was pretty bad. bruised up. Well, it's funny. Oh, but last yeah, the police the, officer the, came over and was like, "Here's a ticket for reckless driving." I'm like reckless driving. Wait, you, you really know, got I a ticket? It. I did. I got it. He gave me a ticket. Oh wow! I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> he actually gave me a ticket for reckless driving. So I'm gonna fight oh, it. I'm wow. gonna be like, there was nothing reckless. I was going the speed limit. I stopped at the stop sign. I just simply lost control. Like an yeah. accident doesn't oh, mean wow. it was reckless. So he did give me a ticket for rest, reckless driving. <laughs> Funny. I was I was joking about the reckless driving. I didn't no, actually I know, realize I know, you, but I got a ticket. Legitimately got a ticket. Wow. I, I, I was. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, well, I know you've been traveling, but have you? So have you been watching anything uh, this you know past couple of weeks besides uh, Reacher, which we'll get to a little bit later? Um, uh, not too much right now. I've been watching this. Mm. Um, you know what? It, it, it's funny for our old. It, it, this would have been a great. Uh, uh, a great uh, topic for our old show, the Jim wits. There is a, um, it was on Netflix. I, I forgot what it's on, but I've been watching it, which is a basically about what happens w- with people's health if they go vegan. And it's an honest one. Have okay. you seen the show? I got, I forgot the name of it. And they basically, they put people on these diets with exercise and, mm-hmm. and they just compare it and they, and they talk about it and, it, it not it's not only vegan but what happens if you start eating you know a, a lot more plant-based diet what happens to your health and it's it's a, it's a popular show right now i got to give you the name of it mm. it would have been perfect for the oh, gym yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no no is it uh interesting what's the verdict the so far i mean is does it seem to lean towards like you know yeah you can vegan you know results be just the same or or not the, or, or what's the i guess what's the angle of it actually too yeah is, the, is more of a the angle of it is you're going to be a lot healthier if you ha- eat a lot more plant-based foods. That's yeah. what it mm-hmm. really comes down to. It shows that uh, people who eat a lot more plant-based stuff are uh, less likely to, when in older age to develop uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. They lose some. They lose weight. Um, they're healthier. They're, they're certain. Uh, you know, their their organs are in better health. So stuff like that. I'll give my one recommendation for this week. I should. A solid, so solid uh, movie. We were kind of browsing over the weekend with for, for something to watch, and uh, we came across a movie called "She Came to Me." So it stars Peter Dinklage, um, Marissa Tomei, and Anne Hathaway are the kind of um, leads. Um, with then there are a couple of um, younger actors um, as well, and so. The premise, and this is—I'm not spoiling anything. This is all in the trailer. Basically, um, Peter Dinklage plays a a uh, an opera. I believe he's a composer. Um, I'm not sure if he also writes the writes. I think he's a writer as well. So composer writer who has kind of lost his mojo. His wife is his old therapist who is Anne Hathaway. And he runs into a chance encounter with um, the character played by Marissa Tomei, who turns out to be a little bit, a little, little nutty and a bit of a stalker. And uh, they have a one night stand that one night. St- oh, and she's a tugboat uh, captain. Um, and they have a one night stand and that inspires him to write his next uh, opera which is a huge success. And then she's back in the picture and, you know, hilarity ensues. And what, what's cool about it, that's all in the trailer. So, you know, not giving anything away, but what's cool about it is it, it is that, right? You do get that and it, it's funny and it's well done and they're really good performances, but there's also like a much more heartwarming story buried inside of it that was just unexpected. And so it's just a really okay. good movie, easy to watch. Um, yeah. Like an easy watch again, very good performances and 
kind of unexpected took an unexpected turn because i think you're you know when you have that premise and the way things are going you kind of expect one thing and, and again you do get that but it then kind of takes a bit of a turn into something that's not that and it, and it was actually very good so highly recommended uh you know if you want something this e- kind of easy to watch um i think we rented it on amazon so i don't know that it's playing like you know on any streaming platforms without having rented it but you know, solid recommendation um if, if oh, you're looking you know for what? a movie to I- watch I did see something else that uh, I recommended okay. that that you see. It was called "Here Comes the Next Challenger," and okay, it, yeah, it was well, how was a, it? So- it was it, it was a documentary on uh, on Street Fighter Two, and for yeah. if if you are uh, Ryan and I's ages, and or if even if you were a little younger, and I know that there's like been new generation, a lot of new generations mm-hmm. have been playing this, and now a lot of young kids are playing it. But we can't uh, express just how big Street Fighter 2 was. It was like one of those games that if you played video games, if you were a part of just a – just everyone played it. It was the game like culturally for kids our age and a little bit older and a little bit younger. It was so impactful. It was just like how – like you can remember it, right? Just how how – big that game was like yeah. at the time yeah no like, so did you so ever go to an arcade and like oh, yeah. oh it's really interesting it it, it talks about yeah. first off the a little bit of the origins of of fighting games uh video games mm. and those sort of the one-on-one concept and there was the original street fighter where they were starting to come up with it and then um it talked about uh, the character development and how it it wasn't completely PC. It probably couldn't come out now. Um, mm-hmm. And then they they went into some technical issues about how uh, they were going to program it because I always find that fascinating because at the time things it's it's not like it is now where you can you can program a movie as a video game right it was a lot more difficult yeah. so they went into some technical things and then they went into um, you know they they talked about the the woman who composed the music, which was really interesting. Um, they talked about some of the storylines and where they got their ideas from, and they talked about some of the the way that it was licensed for home systems. It, it was just really interesting, and then how the how the fans really influenced the decisions to to make future games. They're like, oh well, we want this. They did it. Well, we want this. Yeah. They did it. It's too slow. There was it was funny. There was a hack that I had never heard of that was really fast. And they were like, "Well, if yeah. and the, the the game makers were like, well, if we don't match this, we're gonna lose out to this to this yeah. illegal hack that's making the rounds." Yeah. So basically, they had to they had to match it. It was really interesting. So Good. if okay, you are our age and you remember uh, the the Street Fighter Two and just how big that game was and just how influential yeah. it was and well, then yeah. it was funny because there was a whole list of copycat games that yeah. came out and remember they touched on on mortal Kombat a little bit and they but not too much because those were always the two games and mortal Kombat, looking back was not a very good game it got better i think but by then i had lost interest yeah uh it was just cool because of how gory and bloody it was and violent and, yeah you know and violent, which was cool, but it wasn't actually the gameplay. I remember not being very good. Saying it's not very fun to play. Like Street yeah, Fighter was a lot more fun exactly. because the the controls were. They really they were like the it, like that was a big thing. They were like, if we don't make these controls very natural, it's not going to be good. So they really stressed the importance yeah. of very natural controls. Interesting stuff. So yeah, 
cool. very important. Yeah, no, definitely something I'm, <laughs> I saw you you posted. Yeah, definitely, definitely something I'm going to check out. So um, let's get to get right to some news. So, so there's a bunch of, I mean, there's so many kind of interesting news stories uh, that I is. don't know where to start. I don't know how much we're going to actually keep, uh, and, and some we might save. But something that came what up about a couple the weeks fact ago that, um, um, uh, brought- that the uh, NFL rigged the um, playoffs to get the Super Bowl so that um, Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right, right, so I guess we'll start with that one. um, Right, yeah. uh, Recruit Democrats to vote for Biden, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that was that was actually one of the news story, right? Like, so there's. I guess you have heard the conspiracy theory (laughs) that this is all a psyop, and you know, some level of like the entire relationship is fake, and that yeah, everything has been rigged so that in the middle of the Super Bowl or at some point she can she can uh, endorse Biden, and I, I. and it, it people seem very angry um it, it is it is really weird i mean you know i think we all like us a good conspiracy theory but i, can't, I it's unbelievable that anybody could actually believe that we're just gullible sometimes you know? that's I, just I, the answer I, and i don't know people or just really dumb yeah or just want to believe something like that you know it's like there are plenty of uh plenty of conspiracies that are true and easy to believe in that like that's not one of them and i, and I get it like i think if you're <laughs> On, you know, it's like we all like I, I think, you know, e- you know, we all have our blind spots and our areas where like when our guy is in office, we, we, we're we not we don't scrutinize things nearly as much as when the other guy is or a guy or girl. Um, and, I haven't you know, had my guy in like, office I think the ever large in my part life. It's like she's a massive star and she's getting people yeah. to vote. And, you know, the, the demographic don't work well for that side. So, but, but like to take it, so, so it's like, okay, cool, get it. You know, I'm sure, you know, again, I have my blind spots, but like to take it to the extent that like, yeah, this is like a, just a crazy conspiracy that she's gonna, you know, endorse Biden and have every teenage girl in, in, in the country, you know, stand in line to vote for Biden is kind of, kind of silly. Chris. So the big news story this, this week, um, which is, is just, uh, insane. So, have you been following any of the Vince McMahon stuff? A little bit, yeah. I've been reading up on it. Just okay. All right. Know, everything from uh, I'm going to um, recount this trafficking <laughs> and just like just crazy. Yeah. And, but so the, I'm going to recount you know, some of this. The, the funny um, thing is we, that none of it. It just. I think the craziest part of all of it is that none of it is a shocker. You know. I think that when, with, uh, you know, with, with Vince, I, with Vince McMahon, all, we've known this stuff for, for decades, what he's been I, made of. Yeah. I wasn't, I'm not shocked yes, at all. Yeah. I mean, everything, you know, okay, what's going well, on is shocking, but I'm not shocked at all. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's go over it a little bit, a <laughs> little bit step-by-step step just so because, because there's a lot in, involved in this. So yeah. he, there, he had several scandals in the last, um, over the last few years uh, that at one point resulted in him being kind of, you know, cast aside from the WWE for all intents and purposes, um, you know, and then and then he kind of was able to strong arm his way back in because they were trying to sell, which they eventually did to TKO or, or you know, or to the company that owns the UFC that now they merged and become TKO. Um, and he was kind of, I think, the chairman of the board, uh, still a large, potentially large role within the company. And uh, then news broke last week that there was a lawsuit by Janelle Grant, who who's been identified and is out there. So them, you know, not like naming somebody who, who's being, you know, trying to stay anonymous. Sure, but like the the accusations are just insane. So basically, um, 
and and you can read that you know that you can if you if you you can find there's a story a uh, good story in the Wall Street Journal um but you can even read the entire i guess uh, not um the entire um case file or whatever but uh basically uh parents died so they lived in Vince McMahon's building if i'm not if not i'm not mistaken parents died um she was facing some financial hardships um so you got somebody who's dealing with a lot of stress both with the you know, parents and also financially and she's introduced to Vince McMahon who showers her with gifts uh takes her to shows offers her a job and uh, she gets a good paying job in the WWE, but he's effectively at that at some point just manipulated her into performing whatever sex acts that he wanted. And then, you know, she alleged that he that she was forced into it, that she, you know, she was coerced in order to keep her job. There was accusations of, of outright just rape and sexual assault. Um, there was this, as you mentioned, the sex trafficking allegation where he basically ordered her to perform acts with other executives. Uh, there's, you know, allegations of uh, that even that, that as part of Brock Lesnar's deal to come back to the WWE, she was part of it as in she was going to have to offer herself to him and sent lewd video or explicit videos to him. And they were supposed to meet up, but I think weather stopped that from happening. Uh, you know, I mean, it just, there are text messages out there. Just, I'm not going to go just through reading just them, but stop. you can find them you, that are just Brock insane. Lesner, yeah. Sorry. I got, I, I got to just, just chime in at this point. If you're Brock Lesnar, really? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, what you you couldn't find another woman willing to pr- provide sex acts to a very famous celebrity, right? <laughs> you have to it just. It, I, I mean, you what what? It just you know, it at some make point, right? Like, like I wouldn't. So it's like at some point, right? Like. We both know, like that. I mean, there's so many situations of people. I mean, obviously, like this is beyond just just, cheating, Um, but it's just debaucherous. But I think you do have this kind of boys' club, you know, bro kind of mentality. That that you know, I I could see somebody like that, like, oh, this. It's just almost like it's a cool thing. Oh, look at this. He's offering her. You know, like that. Who knows what the nature of their relationship is? Who's trying to impress who? What kind of you know? What kind of crap they talk? And then all of a sudden, you've got this. You know, this poor person, poor poor woman, who's like being thrust into the middle of everything. And yeah, it doesn't. It, it's like it's one of those things. I think the more you read it, uh, you can't think about any of it with logical, like through any sure. kind of logical lens, because yeah. none of it makes sense. Why does you know? Why did you know? Because like even if you're Vince McMahon, you're a billionaire. You could walk down the street and you know if you really want to, you know, you cheat. There would be plenty of people out there. So. W- why go through this uh the you know again why you know the assault allegations well, with, and, with vince uh, the, it makes you know, sense why is because he... he's a, he's a psychopath right and so you could see him <laughs> and brock basically is I, mean, I don't know i don't know if i don't know too much yeah. about brock's personality on on the yeah. outside but no you know what I, I, i'm i'm wrong um vince isn't a psychopath he's a sociopath Right. So different. So like he actually he he enjoys this. I could see him just enjoying the fact that he would be able to manipulate this person, do that and show it off to his friends. And just like it it, it makes sense coming from Vince that that he would get in. He would find himself in a situation like this. It's not the first time. Yeah, and no, that's the thing is like I, I can totally see that it's like something almost a, a badge of honor, 
yes. to to do that. But it's just it, it 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 yeah, it's bad. And, there, and then there was another thing that came out. So apparently, the person that he was kind of uh, you know because he because you know if you look at it, it's like he you know he's saying all this stuff about how he you know he's the one that gets to schedule who she's with or whatever. And so there's another major executive within the, the WWE, John Laurinaitis. And so this thing just got me like I was like this is ridiculous. So he's the other person that's named in in this and. Uh, Basically, he's the person that she would kind of send her off to. Um, and so he came out through his lawyer with the statement that was basically saying, like, I'm a victim, too. Right. So this person who this woman who's being sent to me, like, I'm a vic- we're we're both victims of Vince McMahon. And it's like, no, you're, you're an adult, you know, whatever, 60, 50, 50, 60 year old, you know, multimillionaire at this point, executive of a major publicly traded corporation. He can't force you to, ha- you know, because because he alluded or, or or you know, it's kind of, you know, alluded to the fact that or the idea that she, you know, he he felt he needed to do it to keep his job, and that they're both the victims of this. And it's like, no, you're you're not a victim in this situation. Like, I I don't care who, you know, at that point, there's no, you you know, it's forcing you to cheat on your wife with with a woman. And even if even if that was the case, then you hang out in the hotel room and just say like, look, I'm, you know, we're, we'll hang out and watch TV. Uh, you know, but it's it's all ridiculous like that. That part really yeah. got me as well. I mean, it, it it's all awful. Uh but that yeah. was also like, yeah, no, you're you're not a victim in this and it just makes it's a bad look to even <laughs> say you're a victim in in any of this. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's, feel bad for her. Terrible terrible stuff. Once again, not shocked. This, um, you know, Vin- Vince's depravity has been well documented over the decades, and yeah. he's just—he's a—he's not a good person. He's a sociopath. He's a bad human being. Yeah. He's just not a good person. Yeah, and and we've we've known this for a while. Yeah, no, and I mean, it's like the, you know this kind of thing. It's 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 still shocking just the just the volume of things. Like you know when you read yeah. the story, you know from like crapping on her, you know crapping on her in the middle of a you know se- session. Like it's just like there's just so much involved that it, I think it's just the the volume of things that 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 she had to go through is is just got to be overwhelming. And and also the other thing is like so he was he I guess she was um they they had there was a settlement. And he just stopped paying on the settlement. So again, it's one of those things. It's like, why would, you know, if you did all that and you almost got yourself in trouble and you were able to settle, why would you stop paying? It's also like the other weird thing of all of it is like, and so he stopped paying and now she's suing him. He all felt of it's like out. He didn't have to. You know, he had to resign. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? I guess, you know, that, that's, uh, that's, and that's, you know, supposedly his MO. Uh, from like the days of the territories where, you know, buying out, ter- buying territories, you know, and then reneging on whatever the deal is. Um, and that's also the interesting thing is uh, with him, it's, it's just how manipulative he is. Is one of the stories that a lot of ex or not just a lot of people will say about him is that like, they'll go into a meeting with him with one idea. And by the end of the meeting, he's convinced them of the exact opposite and made them think that they thought of it. You know, it's kind of one of those, like, that's how manipulative of a, of a person he is. So I know that they, some people like, how could she, you know, have gone through it, you know, this or whatever. And it's like, Hey, he's a sociopath. He's, you know, incredibly manipulative. And also like you have you know, someone who's going through trauma. Um, and we, you know, it's, you can't put yourself in that person's shoes, you know, because we're not in that position. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's clearly somebody who you know, was vulnerable and, 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 and with somebody who is a, a serious predator. So yeah, just an awful, awful situation. And, and hopefully like, you know, look, okay. He, you know, he, he's, 
going to have a, a massive fall from grace and, and this might, you know, ruin whatever legacy, you know, I guess he was going to have. And, and, uh, is, is there, you know, is there crazy talk time for that. of, um, is, is there talk of any criminal charges? I didn't see anything as far as I know, this is just a civil suit. Um, but uh, you know, who knows, uh, who knows, who knows what else is going to come out? You know, you just never know. I think a lot of times with, with things like this, right? Like, cause it's like, this can't be the first person he's done this to. And no, so does, uh, I mean, maybe it is, but you know, it's like, I, it's uh, highly doubtful. So, doubt you know, it. is that just like the first domino to fall? And then like, we'll find out in, you know, a few months that like, you know, there, it, it's, it, there's, dozens of other victims or something so yeah it's i mean it's something that it's it's just a crazy story a sad story and, and hopefully you know he faces the consequences you know he's uh, uh as he, he should you know nobody should get away with anything like that all right so uh enough with the with the sad stuff uh let's talk let's talk about some reacher so um we were you you had a friend uh, i know you said we were oh, going to try to get somebody on the show and then you told me uh you had a story so so what's the story about so, the uh, guest host that that didn't so make it? I, I, I was I was at a <laughs> it's really funny. I I was at a party a few um a few months back and um a friend of mine was telling me how he was really into how he would was really into the the I thought he said the Reacher books, right, would make sense. And um I was like, Oh well, that's perfect. We're gonna do a podcast, you should come on. And he he actually asked me because he he had listened to the Jim Wits and he was like, Oh, are you doing a new are you doing a podcast? I was like, Oh well, absolutely we are. We are doing uh the Portable Hall podcast, which is more of a uh like a geek pop culture thing for you know, for uh, topics that that we enjoy and that other people that are sort of our age and around our age will, might enjoy, young, you know, who knows? But I was, and he's a he's a very smart dude and he's a great speaker. And I was like, oh, this would, and he always makes really uh, great conversations. So I was like, oh, that, that's awesome. Why don't you come on the show? And we agreed to it, and um, and uh, so. Uh, <laughs> I, I texted him and I said, so uh, do you want to come on the podcast? You remember we talked about it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So what's the format, blah, blah, blah. And I, I explained to him. He's like, so what's the topic? I was like, well, we're talking about Reacher. He's like, huh? Um, I was like, remember you, you, you talked to me about how you would come in. You were into all the books. He's like, oh, well, you know, I, 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 I read a lot of books, but I read mostly like Nietzsche and – and and Her, Herman Hess and, and, and you know and, and Dostoevsky or whatever and existential stuff, and uh, I was like, well, I love that stuff, but I don't remember. I was like, now could it be? So now another thing was funny. I thought I thought maybe he said Reaper, which is funny because you've uh, re recently released um, the uh, you know Debt to the Ceaseless Reaper, which is awesome. Right. Um, but um, well, I think there was another graphic novel, Reaper. Mm -hmm. Right. So I yeah. thought maybe maybe he was talking about that. He was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, I have no clue what you're talking about. So I was like, was we had this conversation. I have no clue. And he was like, look, I'm, I don't know what I've told you. It's hmm. like maybe all the booze after all, all these years have gone to my head. I swear. I explained to him what the podcast was about. He's like, oh, yeah, I went and I, I read these books. And he's like, nope, no idea what you're talking about. 
<laughs> so it will be my life's goal now to figure out what Weird. books he was talking about. So um, <laughs> speaking of, so did so you haven't read any of the Reacher books, right? I have not. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so for me, it's like I come into it as a fan. You know, it's one of those like, I feel like like the Reacher books are like seven dust to me. <laughs> which is like it is uh it's like just the you know it's that that thing that just kind of it, it's easy easy to take you know it, it it hits the spot right like you know every you know seven dust comes out a new album and it's like it's not the they're not amazing well I, I like them a lot and i think they're an amazing live band right but the music's yeah. not like uh you know it, it it's nothing that's going to set the world on fire. It's not innovative or, you know, it, it, but it, you know, it's generally, they kind of, everything's kind of the same, but it just hits the spot. And, you know, every time, you know, it just works. And same thing with the Reacher books. So basically like every year, you know, that time of year comes around, you know, a new book comes out and again, it's not going to, you know, not winning any Pulitzer's, but like, it's just solid. It hits the spot. It tells the stories, you know, in the way I like, it's like it. comfort I food in a way. Um, you know, love the way that Lee Child writes. Exactly. Comfort food. That's my, you know, I, yeah, my, my, you know, aging brain, not being able to think of that simple <laughs> word, but yes, it's, they're both like, they're like comfort food for me. Right. So, so, um, that's where I come to it is basically like, I've, you know, I've read all the books cause I, I, at some point I, I'm like a completionist. So I remember way back a client, a personal training client giving me, it was like, I was going on a flight and she's like, Oh, read this. And, uh, it was the first Reacher book and it was like, Oh, this is, this is cool. I like it. So then I just got another one and got another one. And then at some point I was like, all right, well I've read seven, let me finish the series. And then I finished the series and then I would just keep on, you know, every, every year I just, when the new book would come out, I'd read it. And again, like there's some that are really, really good. There's some that are, you know, not that great, but it all kind of hits the spot. And, you know, I just love that character. And so every time a new book comes out, even if I'm maybe a little apathetic towards reading it initially, once I start it, I'm just into the story. I like, I like Lee Child's, um, how he tells stories. Um, and then there was the, uh, the Tom Cruise movies that came out. And I don't know if you saw those and we won't go too much into that, but basically, the issue is, like, as you can see, Reacher is a massive guy. In the books, you know, he's a massive cat. He, he's huge. And it you plays know, six into five, the plot a lot. And he's just a force of nature. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he is a force of nature. He's somebody who you, you see him from a mile away and you're like, who the hell is this big, ugly guy? Like, what the hell is, you know, who is this guy? Like, that's it, right? And Tom Cruise, who's got his own presence, his, his own presence and, and he's, he's, he's got massive balls with some of the stunts he's able to do. Like, Tom Cruise is my height. Uh, if not shorter, he is, he's not a massive person. So no matter what his acting ability, that is not the character. And I think a lot of fans sure. of the books had that issue. And like the movies were serviceable movies. If it was about anybody, but Jack Reacher, who, you know, a, a massive part of this character is his physicality and his, and his fight style based on that physicality. And I remember there was this hilarious, um, I remember reading a, uh, you know, an interview with Lee child where he, the author, you know, this is after like it was announced and he had to come up with, he had some very diplomatic response to that, which is basically like, oh, you know, Reacher is a force of nature and, uh, and Tom Cruise is a force of nature. So it was just like, come on, you, you know, like, you know, in his head, it's like, okay, either it's, you know, look, I've got this massive movie star attached to my books or whatever, or like he just had to come up with a diplomatic thing to say, but, but whatever like the case he's is. getting paid a buttload. Um, like, of course he's going to yeah. go along with it. Yeah. Okay, so for, like I would, it, it's a weird spot, right? So for me, as somebody who has now written a, you know, uh, written a graphic novel, and I've got a couple other things in in the works, right? I, th there is something to be said for that, right? Like there, you know, if you have a character that that, that has very specific traits, would you sell out in order to 
you know, would you sell out the, the integrity of that character in order to make some money or in order to get the notoriety or in order to get it out there? I, that is a fair question. Like, I don't know what I would do, right? If you, if well, you're like, the, Hey, it, I think, you know, <laughs> it always depends on how much is some money. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's fair. It's like, I don't know. I don't, if, if they're like, Hey, Tom Cruise wants to play this character who's like, black <laughs> do, do, do i change that character you know and if that's an integral part of the character do i change that because tom cruise wants to do it i don't know what well I would do. well you what know, was like, the, i'd like what is the what is the think of the name of one of the longest running game shows i don't know what jeopardy no wheel of fortune no all right what just just say it the price is right. Okay. If the price is right, I, you'll change the character. Okay. All right. I, what it yeah, I guess. Comes down Although, to. I, I w- here's what I would say though. If I have, if I, if, if, it, if you're saying me right now, you know, pra- pretty much living paycheck to paycheck, you know, not complaining, but like, you know, me right now. And you're like, Hey, give you a buttload of money to take this character. Who's got very specific traits that are part of the character and make it something else. I'd probably take it right now because I could use that money. But if I had a level of success, I may not. Right. Cause at that point it's like, I don't need that. I don't, I mean, yeah, I guess anybody needs, you know, I don't know what kind of lifestyle Depends he lives or whatever, but like, I feel like it's right. It's, oh, there's always I, the right price. I, guess, I don't know. You have very wealthy people so. who do things. <laughs> When the price is right. So that's what it always Fair comes enough. down to. All right. <laughs> so season one of Reacher was a bit of like a revelation because Alan Richson, who was playing him, embodies that character. He's probably a sure. little bit too like bodybuilding built Body for builders. Reacher. But whatever. I'm not going to I'm not going to nip. I'm not going to nitpick at it. Right. He's a yeah. massive guy who's huge, who you see him and it's like, who the hell is that guy? Like, right. That that is reacher right he's a he's a force of, a physical force of nature that you see in and is terrifying um if he needs to be and i felt season one did a really good job with the character with his fighting um with a lot of the action with the choreography it took the story and adapted it really well so this isn't a season one review but you can't really talk about season one without talking about season two and as somebody who's a fan sure. of, the, of the books i i loved season one because i think it really got the character and it was still fun it had great choreography and again it told a good story and a good supporting cast so what are your quick thoughts like when you saw season one what your thoughts on on initial thoughts of the character of this of this world it it or it 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 worked that's the bet i didn't question any of it look we know that that with a show like this you have to suspend your disbelief that's fine i was totally willing to do it at no point did i ever say oh come on like you mean even the jail scene yeah. i was like okay that's fine it 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 it, yeah. it it worked and i like the way they developed the characters and um We'll get to the the, the villains because I didn't think they were particularly strong in either. No, we're talking about season one. In either season, okay, in either season, okay, they were particularly strong, but they were a little bit better in season one because they annoyed you, right? And there was also some some red herrings and a few little things like that where you thought, oh, it's this, and then they hit you with a, oh no, it's not that, like you know, with a couple funky little reveals and. And, uh, and false yeah. leads. So it was good. It was totally entertaining. Yeah. It flew by very quickly. And um, I liked the, the, the supporting cast. 
right? Because um, he had uh, there was a great foil to him, his exact polar opposite character, right? And yeah. then there was his um, his romance interest, who was quirky as well. So it yeah. all and they had good chemistry. Of, they had had really good chemistry, and it was yeah, it, it was interesting. The 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 you know the, the, there was actually one thing that annoyed me a little bit, and that was the blues angle. It was like it was okay, like, oh really? <laughs> it was like come on. But that's come part on, that, like, that was in the story. Like that's I liked it. That, okay, that's, that's fair like, enough. That's okay. It, it's, so here's the thing. So and what, let, strange what, that he's following just because this blues guy he goes to this town just to follow up on that. Like that that was the one. So, the the one thing. I was no, like, I disagree. One hundred percent disagree. I disagree. <laughs> okay, so okay, all right, okay, we're, okay. We're, this isn't a season one review, but okay. Um, okay. So first of all, I will do that. Like I'll be on a vacation and I will find some random obscure thing and just like take a detour for hours to cease or, or he, you know, whatever about some obscure thing. But I think that's the character, right? Like he's got his okay. specific, very specific likes. He's basically, he, you know, he's like hobo Batman, right? Like he, he yeah, doesn't, yeah. He, he lives with his toothbrush, right? Like that he has nothing. And so he, and he's got nowhere to go. So like he can just on a whim decide, you know what? This blues, you know, this blues singer was from that place. It's as good a place as any. Let's go. Just like right. that's yeah. totally, that's totally the character. And like I said, like I, I can, you know, empathize w- with that. Like I, you know, I totally will go out of my way. Brothers there, for... that everything happens in this. Okay, one no, yeah. So you do town. have to. Sus- like, okay, I can... yes. So it Fair is enough. a show like you do. There's a lot of suspense and disbelief with the show. So I, like that's fine. I'm just saying the blues angle. I kind of that, like that's totally it wasn't his just character. The blues angle, but it was the whole that that's yeah. what led him to yeah. to find to to this no, the, one random town in the yeah. U.S. where his brother is involved and all this stuff is going down. Really? No, that like that's an insane coincidence. It makes no sense. Yeah, no, you're you're 100 percent right on that. You're 100 percent right on that. Um, there's a, for both of the seasons, there's a lot <laughs> of suspension of disbelief to to allow any of this to to work. But generally, the just the ridiculousness of it and the action, um, especially in season one. Makes you forget all that, and not forget sure. it. But it's like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm just gonna go for it. I'm not gonna very anything. entertaining. Uh, but let's get to season. Let's get to season two because I, I felt like season two, uh, you know, may or may not have dropped the ball. I'm interested to to hear what what your thoughts are. So, um, I guess without giving your review away fully, um, you know, just kind of high level. Right? Uh, what were your thoughts? Like, did you think season two was a letdown compared to season one? I don't know if I would call it a letdown, but I was not as um, as captivated by it. Let's just say they went really far on the on the special ops sort of thing, and it was just it, yeah. like it was like the the episodes all sort of uh, melded into each other, and it's hard like the the story sort of developed, and you know there was this thing about you know the, the I guess the big underlying. Uh, issue was well, well was the member of the team was he did he betray them was he in on it was he you know this there was a lot of of that aspect and it just went on and on and the, the there was no real intrigue or mystery you knew who the villains were pretty soon and it was it, it, you know what it turned it, it seemed more like um, a, a like an old cartoon where you knew the villains yeah. and they just were worked as foils for each other, and there there wasn't yeah. much like the action was fun and, and, and stuff like that, but there wasn't yeah. much of a um a, a strong plot developing. It just wasn't yeah. It, well, it that, didn't so have that's that the same thing. I, intrigue as the as the first yes. season. So 
and this is where the books kind of so the first the first season and the first book is really good because it has an interesting story and it's about like the thing about the first few books that I really liked and this is going to be me you know and it's not to compare the books to TV but it's more for me like sure. context I'm not going to be like oh the books are better and whatever you know I'm not I I don't I don't like to be that guy um but I do think that the books give a lot of context into the story and 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 explain why I think. There were, I think I know why choices were made. Basically, so I'll give you a couple of kind of pieces, uh, bits of context here. So generally, like, you know, the thing about the first book and the first season and some of the subsequent books is they're a lot of times about something about, specifically about America often that, you know, we don't know a lot about. So book one is a lot about, is about counterfeiting, right? The story is counterfeiting. What you don't get in the TV show because you just can't because you can't go into that detail is the book goes into great detail about how money is made the history of currency and uh, and how counterfeiting works and, and it really goes into great detail about that one little thing. And yeah. what I liked about the first few books is every book kind of had its angle like here's some obscure weird thing you don't think about but there's a lot of information on it and I really liked and I so I felt like um, we didn't get that aspect of it in in season two and it kind of affected the story part one part two is reacher is generally a loner so what happens is he's this loner who finds himself in a town and some something happens and he's got to help figure it out and and while he's in that town he's going to meet you know he's usually going to meet somebody that's going to help help him out he's going to meet somebody that's going to be his love interest and then he's going to meet the villains and then you know sometimes the you know the the love interest or the or the friend turns out to be whatever it is it's like he goes from town to town meeting new people experiencing you know and being reacher around new people and this book in chronological order or at least in, in book order doesn't happen until like the 13th or 14th book so from a reader's perspective right because i don't like i didn't the team up book happens after you've gotten a dozen books of reacher being a loner so then it's like okay here's something different what I, I don't think it works in season two because I want more of Reacher being a loner. Sure. I want more of Reacher showing up in a town, meet people, and then, you know, beat the hell out of people and, and you know, then, you know, f- go on to the next town. And then maybe in season five or six, we're like, all right, cool, let's get the team up. So because we got the team up so early, I think we lost a lot of what makes that character and what makes it work sure. and what made, I think, season one work. Because I just didn't. I I was never bought into the special investigators unit. Like I never I never really cared about th- that group, and so I never really cared about the flashbacks. And I think his his um chemistry with the the woman that plays Neagley is great. Like I think she's great, and they have great chemistry. She was in season one, but the rest of the team I could care less for, and I could care less for that story. So that's part of also where I, I just felt it didn't it just didn't work. Yeah, I just didn't get why they jumped into the, the the whole the team up special ops sort of thing and i know that there was a yeah. history like, like like they could have touched on some of the history but continued along the lines of the first season with as you said he's a loner he's you know he's in this town it, it's a lot more interesting and it just it's just sort of turned in, into this like a team sort of deal where everyone you know they're you know, working together and um it's it, there's there, there's no intrigue you know the characters and there's no they, they don't develop at all there's just there's there's not yeah. much to it like you know you know yeah. what you're getting after the the second uh episode of the season and that's it and it just goes and it just progresses along those lines um you know is the 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 love story is sort of like meh meh 
It does. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. really advance anything. It's not very interesting. It's like, yeah, they touched. Oh, there was always something going on between them. It's like, yeah, eh, yeah, eh. right. And it's just it, Again, it, 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 everything that, like, sort of as you said, that what was very charming about the first season was completely gone, and it just turned into yeah. the the a caricature of the you know of of Reacher based on the first season. It's him, but now in a completely different context that is just not interesting yeah. at all. And the villain, the villain, the, the funny that the well, yeah, let's get into villain, the 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 interesting villain had no role. It like showed up yeah. for like little things, and then the boring villain had all the screen time. It's like the and, and then they, you know, you, you know, you see what I'm saying there. There was a good villain, yeah. and he wasn't a, a part of the plot at all. And then it's just it was yeah. It was, and then he dies like nothing. And then they just kill him off weirdly, and it's just like it's like yeah, the, yeah. You know, no, I, I agree. I think. There was some the, the 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 last episode was not good. Like I did not like yeah. did did not enjoy. Then some of the choices they made, where they like, yeah. where they shot down the plane. A spoiler alert. Where where they shot down yeah. the helicopter at the end. They let it go just to shoot it down. Like yeah. really. Like it made no sense. Just uh, uh, like oh, yeah. you're just killing people and sort of th- these yeah. are the good guys. Like you're in, you're doing it yeah. for fun. It's like oh, let them think they're going to escape and then let's shoot them down. No, yeah. that's psychopathic. Like he doesn't like, like as a character. Like he doesn't. Yeah, no he, sense. Like he kills for justice. Are. He kills to save himself. But he's he doesn't like murder people for fun. And that was kind of and, a they, weird, and like taught uh, them in the, the process. Weird character choice. Bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah, it was weird. And, and that like, was a weird choice. The whole ending was just whew, yeah. not. And not I think I, I do think that really was an issue. Good. Like the the vil the villains like were not interesting and didn't have much to do, and they're just very much mustache twirling. Like there was no, yeah. you know, uh, we're, we're in an age now where I think a lot of our you know when we get villains, at least whether or not you agree with them and whether they're like genocidal or crazy or whatever, like you, they, they at least have a purpose often. And, and like, you yeah. can at least understand their perspective, whether or not you agree with it. In this case, it wasn't, it was like, okay, here's a rich guy who just wants to make some more money. Make and then money. another guy that kind of brokers that, but, the, but there was no motivation for them. So for me, it's like, why well, they're just, they were just very, just like generic, you know, mustache twirly, like, or, you know, we're just, we're villains for the sake of being villains. And, yeah, it just kind of it, it rubbed me the wrong way this season, you know. And yeah, I agree. Like season one's villains weren't nearly weren't you know, you know, it wasn't like the Joker, you know, in the Dark Knight or something. But like at least they, you There's know, at least they were them. interesting like and, they had, gave, and, and presented they had a substance. threat. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and this one is like, okay, here's a guy who's just kind of it, it, you know it didn't make sense. And I think the other thing um, is there were a lot of like you talked about, you know, if the show is fun and and I'm having a good time. I'll look past a lot of those those glaring things. So, like you mentioned, like his brother, you know, in season one, like yeah, that's that's a, those, those are pretty massive coincidences uh, <laughs> that take a lot of suspension disbelief. The but rule is you're if you're having a good one. time, yeah, you're always allowed one, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's our rule. Um, but even beyond that, like if you're having fun with something, I think it's a lot easier to, to swallow that. It's like, all right, look, you know, because because like again, um, when I tell people I reach, it's like, look, it's crazy, it's insane, it's it's kind of dumb sometimes, but it's so much fun. Uh, and again, it's like have it's poor Batman, you know, like just have just roll with it. I can say that about season one. I can't say that about season two. So like a lot of things stood out. So I'll give you a couple things that that really drove me crazy, and maybe you can tell me if there's anything else. But like. So there was the remember when they were attacked by the motorcycle gang that's yeah, supposed yeah. to murder them, but yeah. they attacked them without guns. 
So you have a motorcycle gang that attacks them, but with no guns, uh, even though everybody else everywhere has guns all over the place. Uh, there is the guy traveling with the missiles. So they're stealing all these missiles that are extremely valuable. And he's traveling by himself with no back. Oh, yeah. You know, that drove me. $600 million like, dollars I, in I missiles. I remember saying yeah. that at the time. Oh, the, 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 this ultra security risk of these expensive, what they're not going to have an armed fleet carrying it. It's like, give yeah. me a break. Just yeah. one. It made you know, no it's crazy. Sense. Um, there was uh, like people don't lock their phones. Like every phone, you have to lock it. And there were the situations where they get bad guys' phones, and you just swipe it open. Like you know, at least like. It, it, and then like there was another point where there was a big fight at a uh, at a construction site, and it had clearly been closed probably for hours, but there was still wet cement at the site, which, which yeah. again made no sense. So it was like there's just all these things. That was, it was it was like lazy writing. Almost yeah, like, why would you, writing. you know, it's just so, there's just such glaring things that, you know, a couple of times they try to write things away with one line or so, but it was just, it, it, none of it made, made sense to me. Was there any, anything that stood out to you? Well, the, the, the going sort of back to the villains, there is a head villain who gets no, like talk about no motivation. Basically the, yeah. the politician, there's nothing about him. It's like yeah. he's the the head, like the ultimate like yeah you have these other guys and it, and it all comes down to him at the end and like what's you know his motivation is we don't want any loose ends that's the motivation yeah. it's like come you know come yeah. on I the, the funny the 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 um I did like the one character the the police officer right yeah who um that to me was actually the best his um him and Reacher sort of going back and forth. That was the best part yeah. of, of the thing. And then they killed him off, which I guess is fine. Yeah. Right. He goes, goes yeah. down sort of in a historic, uh, heroic blaze of glory, which is fine. That was actually the best yeah. part of the yeah. season, which I liked. They had a good chemistry. They were the only characters with good chemistry. I thought. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Right. And then they sort of go into the, the family the, of another thing was, you know, and I'll, I'll harp on this last episode. The last 20 minutes was nothing. It was like yeah. them giving out money and this it was it was yeah. like there was no suspense. It just I don't know. It was yeah, it was you know it was the, weird choice. Like ugh. you haven't watched Fargo. Um we were talking about that, like the because the last episode of Fargo had a similar thing where like the big stuff happened early and so it was kind of a long like drawn out ending. Uh, Cynic and I disagreed on it. I uh, to an extent, I was I liked it because I thought that it was a very impactful like last couple of minutes. So basically, like it was this yeah. thing where the action happens early, then the 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 most of the rest of the show or the episode was kind of just long and dragged out, and you know, kind of an epilogue giving you you know this is what this person's doing, this is what that person's doing, but then you get this very impactful scene at the end that was like a big swing to me, and I thought it worked. So in this case. It was kind of similar, but it, but there was no swing. It was just like it, no it just kind of ended on a whimper. So yeah, not the, the not great. Is, I, uh, and I the can't other thing, separate the episodes in my head. Like I yeah, remember, you well, know, that's the other thing. It was just kind of. I remember they had the, um, remember the um the, the woman who 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 worked for the company, and they had to protect her, right? Sort of out of nowhere, yeah. they don't establish her character at all, right? That she you knows yeah. she knows she's scared, and like you thought that she was in on it, or, or but then turns out she's just doing her thing, and now they're after her, and they have to protect her, and then she just disappears. They're like you know, it, it like just there's there are loose like. They, for you know that was another thing it's like all right so these these villains hate loose ends they they st they put no effort into like reacher's like oh she's with friends you'll never find her yeah. okay let's just give up 
right? They, they, these these very very wealthy people <laughs> yeah. with ex, with reach and you know they know politicians yeah. and they can get everywhere. Okay, oh, Reacher says we won't we can't find her, so we're just going to give up. Yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, no, so so yeah, I think I think we're, we're in agreement on, on kind of where the season was. So the 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 one the one other thing I'll say um, before we give our kind of final thoughts and rating is that I I was disappointed in the fight scenes too because I felt and, and again this is probably part of the, the the team up part like you know Reacher one of the fun things about him in the book is. He's a great so one and again, this is really hard to do on TV. So another cool thing about about you know him in the books and something that even has influenced like my own like one thing. Um, there's this one I've told you for a long time. There's one book I'm writing, and there's this scene that I've I've always like loved writing because it's about like it's like th- fight theory. Like you know you're getting into somebody's head that is fighting and 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 the strategy they're using. And so a lot of the books is interesting because you're in his head as far as what choices he's making when he's fighting, and you can't do that on TV. So fine, but I thought that season one had really good fight scenes and really good fight choreography, sure. and and you got to see him being again this just wrecking ball. You know, he's not, you know, he's somebody he does use strategy, but he's also just a massive person who just is again a wrecking ball. He's going to beat the hell out of you, and you know, it takes a lot to to take him down. And I feel like we didn't get as much of that. Like you know, we got a lot of him shooting people, and we got him shooting a helicopter, but we didn't get the same like you know outside of the the time that that was the one awesome scene is when he kicks the front of the car. And the and the airbag pops out. Uh, that was pretty awesome. But we don't get the the physicality that we got, I think, in season one. And I was a little disappointed in that. Well, well, for for instance, the that that one scene where all the 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 I mean, what was it? The when they're in the their the, the truck yard, they're they're around where all the trucks are, and those guys show up, and they're like, oh, well, look, we and, and who was they had law enforcement show up on their side. It was it was it was it was, yeah. it was lame because and, and even the people. He was fighting against what, what? What was their motivation? Oh, they're just hired guns. Yeah. Like th- yeah. that annoyed me too because the, some of the people that he was fighting in the first season they had a vested interest in fighting him. Yeah. Everyone he fought in season two was a hired gun or the villain. Yeah. So yeah. it's hard to believe you have that sort of motivation to um, to. Yeah. Uh, to, to to you know to fight when you're a hired gun you just people are just gonna it's like why, why am I gonna risk my life like what just because you're getting paid oh you're, you're gonna risk your life it doesn't make any sense like in the season, first season yeah. people no. they were invested yeah. in what they were doing so I think that's a big thing too like yeah. they the people he was fighting in the first season were not faceless in the second season they were so yeah. I, that to me has a lot to do with it as well. Why you and of course less yeah, less hand to hand, more you know explosions and gunfires and stuff like that, which is fine if it's done really well, but it wasn't done all that well, yeah. you know. So that's the whole thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it, it's a disappointing. It was definitely a disappointing uh, season just compared to how 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 much fun season one was. So all right. So Justin, give me you know just. Uh, your final thoughts on this season as if you need to give us more and uh, your rating on a scale of one to 10. One to 10 first season. I'm going to give it an eight. I thought it was worth watching. Very entertaining. Second oh. season. I'm going to give it a three. Just not. It, the, you, no, you, you can't discern. Like, look, I don't, I don't know. Like I, it's just not, it's just, it's almost not worth watching. It's just, it's boring. It, 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 yeah. It's not compelling. Even from the first see, you know, it's fun. Even from the first episode, I was like, uh Oh, this is not going to be as good. Like just right away. It just wasn't 
it, it wasn't a, a, as yeah. gripping. It's it's not. It, it's I, I'll, I'll give it a three because there's a lot of other shows out there that you could with limited time. You're really going to waste your time on this whole season. Uh, yeah. Find uh, something else to watch. All right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I echo a lot of your sentiments. I think that, you know, in the in the books, like I said, he's he's a force of nature. Um, but he's, he's a, a loner force of nature. And I think that's where he works best. And I think this season suffers from, you know, giving us something that maybe would have worked better later on. Uh, but also I just think the season, it's just suffered from like lazy writing. There were boring villains, uh, very cliched lines, except there was one really good line, which, uh, where someone's like, where someone says, I forget what, exactly what it is, but like, you know, what do you think? Is it the first, per, first person shooter? And Reacher says, I am a first person shooter. So if somebody grew <laughs> yeah. up gaming. That was, that was a cool line. Like that, that worked, right? Like that, that was a pretty damn good line. I remember what he said. I was like, but yeah, it's sort a, of, it's line. sort of like, um, um, but yeah, fa- it's like fandom though, right? It's like when you write, yeah, to, yeah, uh, yeah but still. Like- Yeah, but it, it, it works. So it, it worked at least that line. But but otherwise, you know, otherwise it was very uninteresting characters to me outside of Neely and Reacher and maybe um, I'm forgetting the other cops, uh, the cops name now. But you know, outside of those three, I could care less about any other character, you know, on the show. Uh, and I just wanted to see more Reacher fighting. I think even the fight choreography was just lazy compared to season one. And it was just because of that, all of the unbelievable, ridiculous things stood out. You know, I still think, look, it, it, it was somewhat fun in spots, uh, but I really do hope that season three pivots back to what made season one work. Uh, so for me, it's, yeah, it's a big disappointment. I'm not going to go as low as a three. I think if you're a fan of Reacher, like, fine. You know, it's, it's fine watching, but uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Hmm. What about the first season? So uh, that... For, oh, so yeah. For, well, first season, first thing I give in, I give in, it's weird because I'm a little biased. I'm going to give it an eight and a half, uh, because I think it, it is, it, you know, as a fan of the property, I think it did, they did a really good job as a fan. And I think it captures it, captured the character. And again, it's a fun season. It's, if you, you can sit and nitpick and, and maybe drop that score, but I think an 8.5, just cause I just had a blast with that season. And so that's what makes this one just more of a, a little bit of a gut punch, just cause that first season was so good that this one was, was, it was quite a bit of a letdown. I'm hopeful that, you know, if they could do it right in season one, they could do it right again, but uh, let's, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, see what happens in season three. I know it's, it's, it's uh, renewed for season three. So we, we shall see. Sure it is. All right, everyone. So thank you for listening to the show. Um, feedback is always welcome. Like subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, you can catch us at portableholepublishing.com. Everything is up there. We've got a newsletter coming out. Uh, definitely subscribe to that when it is out. And on social media, pretty much everything is at portable underscore hole, if I'm not mistaken. So anyway, uh, thanks again, Justin. And until next time, watch out for the hole. <laughs>